It's quarter number two on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. And welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. It is quarter number two. I'm Jim Galante along with Simply Dusty. Uh, for those who don't know what I'm talking about here, we in our podcasts here, Dustin signs in, and he signs in with a different name every week. One week it was Dustin in the Wind. This week it's simply Dusty. Is this kind of like a thing where you're going to start going by one name, Dustin? You know, like Cher and Dusty. I'm transitioning to a, I'm transitioning to a symbol like Prince, except mine mine will be a burrito. <laughs> But it fits. It fits. All right, Dusty, it's time to get back to our top 40. I don't have numbers 40 through 31 in front of me, so we're not going to review it. If you want to know who was numbers 40 through 31, tough. Or just go back and look through the the podcast and you get, get to all that information. But today we're starting out with number 30. And, of course, as we do the countdown here, Dusty, we get to more and more valuable players. And this week is kind of like the defensive tackle position. We're going to hit a few through the rest of the show. Let's start with Kaziah Izzard, though. Uh, Listen to that 6'3", 295. Defensive tackle. He got a lot of playing time last year, especially with the issues with P.J. Mustafer being out the second half of the season. And you have a situation, remember, at defensive tackle where everything is new. You had Mustafer out for the end of last year. You lost your other tackle. Positions wide open, and it's not just the first two guys. There's at least a four-man rotation here going on. Where does Izzard fit into this mix? I think he's one guy that I would say just don't overlook him. You know, I, I think it's easy to look at, let's say, Devon Ellis. It's easy to look at Hakeem Beeman. We'll, we'll do that. Zane Durant is, t- is turning heads. But I feel like Isaiah Izzard um, maybe isn't quite getting his due as a kid with a nice athletic pedigree uh, coming out. I believe he had an Alabama offer coming out of high school. So that speaks to maybe the, the physical ability, the length and the strength. Um, I feel like he... More than anybody else, you know, the the situation at defensive tackle last year called for both Kaziah Izzard and Devon Ellis to play more than they would have otherwise. Those two guys are at the top of the list. And, you know, I think you could kind of sense that they grew up from the beginning of last year to the end of last year. And now you have a situation where now you can use that as a springboard into the future and you can you know, really have an up-close-and-personal look at what you need to improve, what you need to do differently, how you need to get stronger, what you need to do in the weight room. So I feel like he really is a guy who, A, was a highly touted recruit, um, B, you know, we hadn't talked about him a whole lot prior to this, but he was just a redshirt freshman last year. Now in year three, I feel like he's a candidate to make that year three leap. 
And, you know, it's easy to talk about some of the other guys. I just feel like you need to keep an eye on him. You know, uh, 21 tackles last year. He started seven games. He had two sacks. He forced a fumble. He had a nice little stretch there um, as a guy who, who needed to play big-time reps. And I feel like he saw, you know, he's 6'3", 296. I feel like he probably saw, like, in the Illinois game, for example, okay, I've got to be able to hold up to single, double teams, whatever, and be able to, um, you know, free up the line. Linebackers to to make plays. That's going to be really important for that whole group. Um, but I, I like Kaziah Izzard, and I just don't want to see him not talked about very much. And is he not one of those players? That it's an example of, as you mentioned, he's in his third year in the program. It seems like he's been here a long time, hasn't made his mark yet, and so it's easy for fans to just bypass him for the next shiny new thing coming in. And the fact is, he's got three more years of eligibility left. And, you know, if he steps up this year, this is a guy who could conceivably be a three-year starter. Yeah, I, I think so too. And I, I, and I feel like, yes, Hakeem Beeman and Zane Durant both bring sort of that undersized quickness explosion that you can't really get anywhere else but I feel like Kaziah Izzard will make more plays like that this year um, and, and just be a more well-rounded tackle and what I you and might end up seeing is is being able to mix and match who brings what to the table you know I think I think a situation where you can play PJ Mustafer and either Devon Ellis or Kaziah Izzard on rundowns and you be able to bring in uh, Zane Durant on passing downs. I think they have the ingredients here uh, to be able to get that kind of thing done. But I do feel like um, obviously PJ Mustafer is PJ Mustafer. You you lean on him. He's going to be a game wrecker in, in more ways than one. But I do think Kaziah Izzard has more to show when it comes to the disruption, the tackles for loss, the ability to make plays in the backfield. Um, I feel like he is 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 a very well rounded tackle prospect, and um, last year can really ben- benefit him a lot. Um, in year two as a defensive tackle, especially somebody who um, I believe he was initially listed by Penn State as a defensive end before they they changed that designation. So year two as a once listed defensive end who who needed to bulk up. Um, you know, I, I think it's promising that he held his own last year, and I think he can do more than that. And you still have a question mark around P.J. Mustafer. He's coming off of a serious, a serious enough injury that when it happened, it was like, that's it. He's done for the rest of the season in 2021. So you're not quite sure you're going to get a full-time every down P.J. Mustafer. And if that's the situation, Keziah Izzard may be the guy to fill the void. Early in the year, I would absolutely anticipate that. That you're probably going to have a pretty short, pretty strict pitch count for P.J. Mustafer for at least the first game or two until you feel confident that he can play more, that he can handle more, that his conditioning is up to where it needs to be. And in the meantime, if there's a, if there's a gap that has to be bridged, you know, I think you're going to see Kaziah Izzard and Devon Ellis are the two most known commodities outside of PJ Mustafer on this roster. And I really, I, you know, again, I, I like Devon Ellis. Um, I like the other guys, but I feel like Kaziah Izzard's got more for us uh, this year. And you might need to see that pretty early in the season. Okay, now we're going to really shift gears on you, Dustin, as 
we follow the KSN Top 40. Keziah Izzard we had at number 30. At number 29, we have tight end Brenton Strange. He is, I'm going to say, tentatively the starter. But really, you have 1A, 1B, 1C, I believe, among the tight ends. And Brenton Strange, although the starter, may be the least exciting of the three. Well, that's for sure. And in that respect, similar to Kaziah Izzer, where there are shinier, more athletic toys that you might want to play with. And the beauty of the tight end position is that uh, all three of these guys can play. All of them will play. There'll be a package deal a lot of times. Uh, Brenton Strange, his experience, uh, his willingness and ability to block, uh, you know, the, the veteran leadership. Uh, that, that he brings to the table. It's hard for me to imagine that he gets unseated as a starter. But, I mean, I think if you're going to pair him with Theo Johnson, for example, he's also, also a much better candidate to do more of the dirty work and let Theo Johnson sort of focus on, you know, all the mismatches that he presents uh, down the field, down the seam, in the intermediate passing game. So, Brenton Strange, he, he's probably the most well-rounded of the tight ends. Uh, he was the, the team's fourth-leading receiver last year. Not that that was a, a huge feat, but 20 catches, 225 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, I, I I feel like, and I don't have all the specific examples, but there were there were more than a couple plays that you hoped that Brenton Strange would have made in the second half of last season that he didn't make. Uh, I think he's got to he's got to make more of those plays if he wants to maintain the same kind of snap uh, volume that he's getting because uh, Theo Johnson and Tyler Warren are going to make their case to play more. And Brenton Strange, I suspect, will remain the starter throughout that entire stretch. And they're going to appreciate and like his blocking. Uh, but I, th- I think that he's got to hold those guys off. You might just see those other two carve out a bigger share of the snaps and a bigger share of the work in the passing game. But still, Brenton Strange is an important figure. Uh, in this tight end group, an important figure in this offense. Uh, that is a real strength, the tight end position at large, and he's the most veteran member of it. You get the feeling he will get the first go at it, at least at the start of the season. But obviously, as you said, all three will play. But you also get the sense that last year the tight end position was underutilized for the talent that they have there. And remember, how much the Penn State coaching staff bragged about the tight end room. Is this maybe just a case where Mike Yersich really needs to figure out what he has with his tight ends and how best to use all three of them? I think this year, this offseason more so than any other, you know, you figure logically last winter, last spring, last summer, there's a lot of work to be done in terms of communicating with the quarterback and making sure that the leader of your offense is up to speed, you know what you have in Jahan Dotson and Parker Washington. Um, you didn't really know the full extent of what you had at tight end. So if you didn't really go into training camp with the aim of prioritizing these guys because you weren't sure exactly what you had, then that's what you get, you know, as, as what happened last year. But now I think you can definitely look at this whole trio and feel like they need to be prioritized a little bit more. And I think, you know, I, th- I think he's fluid enough as a play caller to recognize that, especially with a full offseason to study the whole body of work, all the plays that he called, all the offense's tendencies, 
work with Sean Clifford again, uh, be able to kind of intimately see what he's got at the tight end position. I do feel like the tight end, especially with Jahan Dawson moving on, uh, you'll see the tight end play a little bit bigger role. But, you know, to spread that love around and have all those guys, you know, they might all be 250 yards, 300 yards receiving. I don't think you'll see any one of these three individuals have a monster statistical season because that love will be spread around the position. There's no problem with doing that, Dustin, if you get combined out of the three of them 900 yards from the tight end position, I think you're going to walk away happy. I do too, and I feel like you're gonna you're gonna get a little bit more of that. Um, you're gonna see Tyler Warren more involved. I think you have to look at what Theo Johnson was able to do, making big plays down the field, and want more of that. Um, you, his size and his frame it differs from what Mitchell Tinsley and Parker Washington bring to the table. So you get those two guys more volume, and I think you'll probably get there that 900 plus yards combined. Dusty, that's it for quarter number two. In quarter number three, we continue the countdown, and again, we're going to have one offensive player and one defensive player. Stay tuned for that. This is Jen from Collegiate Athletic Travel. We've been offering travel to the biggest Penn State games for over 50 years. This fall, we continue that tradition in partnership with Keystone Sports Network with a trip to the Penn State Auburn game. Join us for charter flight, staying at the team hotel, transportation to and from the game, and even a great tailgate party at the stadium are included. For more information, go to athletictravel.com or call 1-800-788-4414. See you there. In his book, Why Penn State, author Greg Woodman takes readers on a trip back in time to Happy Valley in the 1980s, a unique era of gridiron success and rapid expansion that gave our university its modern identity. Whether you're traveling down memory lane or discovering old states past for the first time, this compilation of rare photos, original essays, and exclusive interviews helps you explore the why behind We Are. Start your journey today. Order online at whypennstate.com.